Stevenson centers, and the loose puck was put on. Rebound shot blocked. Now Eichel scores. The third rebound goes for Eichel. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Marcia Sillwright to the circle. White Cloud shoots. He scores. Doing his best, Jack Eichel. Finds the opening, top shelf. Sharp angle for White Cloud. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the. Woo! Are you that excited? You almost blew away our studio down the line. <laughs> Just screaming your hat off after that big win last night by the Vegas Golden Knights. So we have game ratings, the debut of the game ratings on the VGK Insider Show to come. Curious to see where everybody lines up with what was a, I guess, a come-from-behind victory because they allowed the first goal, but in the end was a dramatic win in the final seconds, which overshadows all of that. A couple of places I want to get to throughout this show. Uh, Mark Stone is one with the heroics last night. Big boys coming through. Logan Thompson coming up with a save. I've got a comparison on where Logan Thompson in his career to a Hall of Famer that uh, patrolled the crease uh, about a decade and a half ago. Uh, also, uh, Bruce Cassidy, how he handled the lines last night. There's a there's a lot happening last night in a game that, quite frankly, Vegas deserved to win. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, you know, you can look at all the different metrics. You can look at all the underlying numbers. You can just watch the game and use the eye test. I don't think it's a stretch to say that the Golden Knights were significantly better last night than the Los Angeles Kings were. That's not to say the Kings weren't good. There were ebbs and flows. It was a back-and-forth game. But the Golden Knights, you're you're absolutely right there, and uh, you, you might want to clip that one, Chapman. Uh, the, the Golden Knights were the better team, and they deserved that two points last night. How about Vegas? 5-1 and one now. 5-1 and one in season openers. Yep. 2-0 and oh yep. on the road as they brush aside the, the L.A. Kings last night and really peppered Jonathan Quick with shots. But it was a gradual ramp-up. I thought the, for the first 10 minutes, Vegas was finding its feet. And you could see it almost click in. And it was the Jack Eichel chance in the first period where he exploded through. And then there was some uh, either confidence or momentum, whatever you want to line up with because uh, some people, Ed Graney, doesn't believe in momentum, but Vegas gathered from there and it it was tilted. Uh, and the winning goal, can we go to the winning goal right now or do you want to save the winning goal? Sure. Okay, the winning goal. Uh, we can go there. I'm was, good there. I'm it was good. one of the strangest displays <laughs> that I've seen. It almost looked, and I don't think this was intentional by any means, it just mm-hmm. happened because of uh, uh, what was happening on the ice and, and changing and uh, players coming on. But it almost looked like L.A. was taking a page out of Tampa Bay 
circa early 2000s, mid 2000s, mm-hmm. when they just played that game of uh, standoff with the Philadelphia Flyers and nobody moved the puck. Yeah. That's what that's what it looked like. Now, I know it wasn't intentional because LA players were waving to each other and trying to come up with the like redo the breakout, do the swing around again. Uh, let's get in an order. But what they what they ended up trying just baffled mm-hmm. my mind. Vegas has stood there for twenty seconds, mm-hmm. and then you try twenty two to be exact. You try a stretch pass, and. If Alex Petrangelo wasn't a safety in in high school football or a fan of of that position, then I'd be shocked because he read the quarterback's eyes and stepped up and made a pick, and it led to a pick six, although a couple of other players touched it. Chandler Stevenson got overshadowed because of his role on that. Uh, We all know that Mark Stone is the hero of it, but that play with time running out in the final minute to be aggressive, I give a big, big stick tap to Alex Petrangelo. Well, I, it it looked like Alex Petrangelo knew what was coming, right? It, it was a step ahead in the situation, understanding where uh, the Kings player was lining up at the blue line, trying to kind of sneak behind the defense. Petrangelo reading that and seeing where Sean Dursey was going to go with the puck once he did finally emerge from behind the net. Um, I, I think it's just a, a veteran player who has been at the top of his position for years and years and years, recognizing the moment and making the, making a play. And then you, you you know you talk about Chandler Stevens and his role in the goal. Mark Stone obviously scores it, but then there's a, a strong drive hard to the net from Brett Howden that uh, kind of opens up that space in the lane for Mark Stone. So everything kind of clicking on all cylinders for the Golden Knights on that goal, but it all starts with a great read from Alex Petrangelo. Yeah, and, and I know that he's a great player, and an accomplished uh, player, a captain of a Stanley Cup champion. But it would have been really easy, quite frankly, to play conservative in that situation and just sit back and let the time run out. Make a play that you think is going to be able to run the clock out of and get to get to overtime. I mean, you're at that blue line where Petrangelo stepped up and made that play, you're 125 feet away from the net. You're not thinking of yeah. turning that around and going down and scoring. Any any regular player in that situation, you're not. I can I can make this play, transition it, and we can win this thing in regulation. But Petrangelo was right right on it. Um, he he didn't try to to take the body on the play and let the puck just drift away. He didn't try to just sit back and let the rush come to him and make a stop. He was totally offensively aggressive. Yeah, I mean, I think that it it's a situation where you you allow that pass or you play that a little bit more um, laissez-faire, and all of a sudden you, the LA Kings are the ones getting a scoring chance. So I, I look at it as maybe not Alex Petrangelo looking to create a play that will go back the other direction and score, but really a play to mitigate any type of, of offensive scoring chance for the Los Angeles but Kings. There, there's no way LA was out. getting a scoring chance out of that. There is no way. Like Petrangelo had that locked okay. down. It then, was it was whether or no, not. No, you're right. You're right. Okay. There, no, you're, there, you're right. There was not a chance that they were getting. You're, they're not yep. converting a stretch pass like that into a scoring chance against against Alex Petrangelo. Like he he could play that uh, five different ways to shut it down. 
But there is one play for him to handle it, to turn it up the ice and create a chance for his own side. And he opted for that and and to try and be aggressive on that. You don't really think L.A. could turn that into an offensive chance. Like, that was a, that was a, a, a Hail Mary of a pass. Did we lose him? I think no, we I'm lost here. him. Oh, you're just not talking anymore? No, no, no. You're, you're right. I'm wrong. No chance. Well, that was awkward. But he, at least he agrees with me uh, on, on that front mm-hmm. uh, to be able to make that play. It it's impressive on that part. Uh, there was some there was some what they say uh, places that they want to clean up. Yeah, like LA LA mm-hmm. scored some good goals last night, but uh, but Vegas made by and large a lot of the right choices, and I think it it came down to that particular winning goal that they were able to do it, and and a lot of what happened on that play with 24 seconds ago summed up the the great parts about the night. Yeah, I, I would say so. I, I think that you you have a Golden Knights team that's that's playing to win. Like you have a team that I, I think, if I were to classify Vegas last night, the energy that they had in their game, the way that they were playing, uh, they looked to me like a team that missed competing. They looked to me like a team that was going to go out and and do whatever they could to find two points at the end of the night. And you know, from that aspect, I, I think that. The Golden Knights did a really good job of maintaining the game and un- and working with the ebbs and flows. Like the Kings had some really good looks. The Kings had some moments where they were were really pressing and pushing, and the the Golden Knights dealt with those moments really well. A lot of it had to do with kind of getting things going, pushing the pace, and and sticking in the offensive zone for quite a bit. But I thought the Golden Knights, top to bottom did a really good job of responding to the ebbs and flows within a game and you know not getting frustrated that that they weren't able to solve Jonathan Quick maybe as as much as they they should have or could have in that game because they had some really glorious chances. Boy, I love watching Jonathan Quick. I know, I know he plays for a division rival. I've always loved it. Uh, his athleticism, he just makes it up as he goes along. Sometimes uh, he could be a little bit more controlled in his game, but uh, he was fun to watch. And the guy at the other end last night, Logan Thompson, uh, boy, did he settle in and, uh, and made some really uh, key saves at times. We've got some audio from Bruce Cassidy. Chapman caught up. With Paul Cotter today, was that the first time that you got a chance to talk to the rookie? No, I've spoken to him post game, but this is like the first time after a practice where I've been able to have a conversation with him. He really got to dial in. He's a he's a really interesting guy. He's a he's a you know you know what I picked up from talking to him. He's very very appreciative of the opportunity that's mm-hmm. in front of him, and he's also very hungry to make sure that that opportunity doesn't doesn't go by wayside. We have the gold carpet coming up tomorrow. Uh, we are going to be there broadcasting live with the VGK Insider Show. Uh, Ashley Vice uh, is doing a, a player poll on who's going to be the best dressed and who's going to be the worst dressed. I've got some inside knowledge on that before all numbers become official and names become official on that. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll share that with you a little bit. And uh, Bruce Cassidy, also from today's uh, media conference, and he dropped a little nugget regarding Nick Hag and William Carrier. We'll share that with us, uh, with everybody, in just a little bit. But first up, the debut of a brand new game rating on Fox Sports Las Vegas and the VGK Insider Show. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. 
Uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Bear with what me, Marty. All your questions will be answered. Roll yeah. tape. Okay. And we'll proceed. Uh, Doc, uh, is that a Devo? Never mind that now. Never mind that now. Right now. Yes, we are going with cars. Uh, old cars uh, from the past, uh, and we're ranking them one to five. We started this whole thing off uh, doing the painting. What was the guy's name? Mm-hmm. Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Yes. And, and Bob last Ross. year, last year we did the vegetables. What no, was the vegetable? Peppers. 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 Is vegetables uh, not a? Is pepper not pepper a vegetable? Pepper is a vegetable. Well, yeah. Peppers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Peppers are. Yeah. And now we're doing cars. <laughs> peppers are vegetables. Now we're doing vehicles. Yeah, cars. So so mm-hmm. here here I'm going to run this down for you guys. Uh, Chapman's a car guy. Are you Somewhat. a car guy at all? Wallace? No, no, not okay. at all. Not even uh, a little bit. I I wanted to go with old cars and cars from the, like, maybe not manufactured anymore, because I don't want to offend anybody. We're in the Finley Automotive, Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. <laughs> oh, uh, the Finley Chevrolet. Uh, so the, the, this is the uh, the ranking. Do you want one to five or, or five to one? Five being the best. Well, I may have just given away the five. No, you got it. You you got no you you got to start one to five. You got to right. start with the worst possible the rating worst. and go up to the best. The biggest yep. stinker of a game <laughs> will now be known as the AMC Pacer. Do you guys remember the Pacer? I do. Yeah, what a piece yeah. of crap. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> you remember Wayne and, Wayne and Garth? Yeah, yeah, the old yeah. gremlin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wayne and Garth had the, <laughs> the Pacer, the gremlin. Uh, Number two is a wood-paneled station wagon. The old country squire. It wasn't a bad vehicle. It had a purpose, but you were nowhere cool being seen in that. We my my father actually had one of those. It was it was yellow. So if you remember vacation, yeah, where they drive to Wally World, they have like one of those old wood panel station wagons. His was green. Ours was yellow. It was it was atrocious. No. It was really really bad. As, as little kids, we liked it. Yeah, we used to like to sit in the back oh, and yeah, yeah play Ooh, with the dog back there. The seat belts. Yeah, who needed yeah. those? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No such thing. Good. Back window down. Yeah. You can fall out. <laughs> yeah. Hit a speed bump. You're gone. Uh, yeah. Number three, middle of the road, is a Hummer. Yeah, you can do a lot of cool things in it. Not the most. Like fuel efficient, especially with gas at five twenty nine yeah, a gallon. You don't yeah. want to go for long drives or anything. Uh, n- maybe not the smoothest ride, but but it can get by. And there's a slight cool factor to it uh, at the time. Number four, the Trans Am. I like the Trans Am. That was like a cool, a car. really good car. Got to have the T top. T top, <laughs> the, the 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 great logo and the smoking the bandit. Yes, really yes. cool. Like it it four. Four out of five Trans Am, like you're doing well. You're living yeah, good. Yeah, Trans Ams are cool. And five out of five, a ten nothing smoking <laughs> of the other team. We're going with the DeLorean, with the butterfly doors from Back <laughs> to the Future. And why that wins out of the Trans Am because it's kind of close. Is just the time travel. Yeah and, and, yeah, and the great. So those those are your choices: AMC Pacer, Station Wagon, Hummer, Trans Am. DeLorean. And I'm proud that this was actually my idea this year. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I'm, I'm yeah. really proud of this. Uh, all, so, it was all Darren. It, yeah. All it, you. It was. Uh, Chapman. Yes. Let's let's start it off. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm happy I get to lead it off this year. I am going with DeLorean. I thought 4-3. Look, it, it was the first game of the season. Brand new coach. Brand new era in Golden Knights history. I thought the way they won that game, you know, there, there were parts where... where it looked like maybe things were going to maybe, I don't want to say get away, but there, there were moments where you're like, all right, L.A. could win this game. Like right after they scored that power yeah. play goal, L.A. was was buzzing. 
And the Golden Knights, they withstood that, and I thought the play to win the game was phenomenal. And, I mean, look, could you ask for a better ending than Mark Stone scoring the winning goal with 24.9 seconds to go in the game? I jumped off my couch, and I never do that. I was so happy for Mark Stone. Like, just to score that goal, it, 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 you couldn't have written a better ending for that Did game. Did you hurt yourself when you landed? No, no. But uh, the dog was looking at me like I had three heads. <laughs> I've never met your dog. Well, she's we, she's we, a we smart got something dog. in common yeah, with that yeah. one. She's she's a good she's a good pup. So we got a we got a five of five there with the DeLorean Wallace. Yeah, I was a DeLorean. Uh, I'm not gonna like fault anything in that game. Uh, certainly, there are aspects of it that you know, as you mentioned, Darren, the Golden Knights are gonna want to clean up. But you know, you look at who scores the goals for you, right? You get a goal from Jack Eichel. You get a goal from William Carlson and Jonathan Marchessault. So you get a power play goal to boot in a really important stage of the game, and then you get Mark Stone winning it uh, in dramatic fashion. And then you take away that extra point that would have gone on the ledger for the Los Angeles Kings had time just ran out and they were playing for overtime. So uh, to me, you get two points over a division rival, a a team you're going to be neck and neck with all throughout the season, and you get important players making plays for you that you need to go all year long. Uh, It's a five out of five for me. It's pretty easy. I'm going to give you a lot of Trans Ams this year because if it gets close, I'm just going to go with the Trans Am because I always wanted one. And that four out of five, one goal win, division rival, uh, on the road, it deserves at least a Trans Am. But the DeLorean comes into play because of who scored the winning goal. That gives it the butterfly effect with the doors coming up and climbing in and trying to hit what was the speed limit to put us into the future? 88 miles an hour. Thank you. That's well done. And then zipping up. And they are back to the future because of Mark Stone. Don't want to forget about Logan Thompson, though. How about like, mm-hmm. there was a scramble at the end? I, I had chalked it up, and we were going home with the two points, and then the scramble uh, by by LA to to make a push for it in those final twenty four seconds. But but Logan Thompson was great, and Mark Stone see see Mark Stone be Mark Stone, like full on. That was outstanding. Mm-hmm. 88 miles per hour. That might have been the best pull from Chris Chapman of all time. Right on the spot. Yeah, well. Yeah, you were right there, Chapman. I I love that movie. I mean, it's one of my all-time favorite movies. So, yeah, I'm going to know 88 miles an hour. Yeah. Great, Scott. We've got a game for the Vegas Golden Knights. You know what? I'm going to, now that that I think about it, I'm going to pull Great Scott. Yes. And every time the, the three of us agree, I'll play that. There we are. Yes. 15 out of 15 possible points. Three DeLoreans. We can have uh, a nice little cruise down the strip with everybody watching us. And and I don't care who you are. You may not like the DeLorean. You may not like the Back to the Future show. When you pull up and you get out of a car like that, part of you is going to want to go sit in that car. Like it didn't it didn't last forever that DeLorean, but part of you wants to go sit in that car. I mean, I want to time travel, that'd be awesome. Have you ever have you ever uh seen a DeLorean in real life? No. It's no, cool. Oh, they, it's really neat. They 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 they're like the showstopper. You yes. see one and if you're on the road, you have to pull up next to it just just to get a good look because yeah. it, they're so rare to see now. 
Because, I mean, they're, they're like, what, almost 40 years old, so, but, do, but they're so cool. I don't know what the exact date is. You, you would know. Uh, the date that, that Marty went back to the future in I, the car, uh, it, it just recently happened in the last decade. Yeah, it was, so it was like October or something. We were on the air uh, yeah. back at, uh, at Sportsnet, and Kiprios did a Back to the Future skit on it, and we, and we all had our roles. But he had a ride in the DeLorean. Because somebody in Toronto has one. Oh, that's so and, cool. And we got to hook up hmm. with it and uh, and hang out with it. I would so. love to ride in one. Like, I've, I've never been in one. I just want to open the door. I'm not sure I could get out of the car because they seem kind of low. Yeah, they are low. Yeah. <laughs> might bad, be, bad might be difficult uh, for, for the hip uh, and the knees. Uh, <laughs> one, one word or one topic from last night's game. And then we'll take a break and we'll we'll continue to dissect last night, look ahead to tomorrow against the Chicago Blackhawks, let you know where we're going to be inside Toshiba Plaza. And we've got uh, one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League to come. The schedule for night two is already underway. A uh, half dozen games uh, going tonight. Uh, what's an underrated, underappreciated uh, part of last night's game, Ryan? Ooh, um, to me, I, I thought it was probably the play of the fourth line for the Golden Knights. Uh, you, they don't factor into the goal scoring, but you, you got nearly 14 minutes out of Paul Cotter. You got about 16 minutes out of Nick Waugh and just about 12 and a half minutes out of Keegan Colasar. And, you know, the fact that Bruce Cassidy was able to put that line on the ice over and over and over again and that they were able to kind of stem the tide and win shifts in the offensive zone, to me, was uh, was a really good sign, especially considering some of the 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 challenges and the 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 challenge from their to be better in the in the preseason i thought they really delivered a strong outing and a strong performance for vegas and and that was one aspect that i think didn't get as much play because of the way the game ended and who scored that game winning goal i'm all over jonathan marshall so not just because he scored although he got them on the board and he did it yeah. True Jonathan Marcheseau style, taking that puck and, and putting it home. But Jonathan Marcheseau with a goal last night. Jonathan Marcheseau equaling Jack Eichel for a team high seven shots on goal. That's the Jonathan Marcheseau we love. How about this one, though? Jonathan Marcheseau with the team best five hits last night. That's mm. a little different. Marcheseau was uh, a player that just seemed to take control and... This goes back to the final preseason game where he was lights out in Boise. He was incredible in Boise. And that switch got seemed to get him going a little bit. And now, and, and he, because he played with Eichel uh, on that night, uh, along with Riley Smith, they are not going to take Phil Kessel off that line right now, but they found a new spot for him with his old buddy, William Carlson, and, and that's working. And Marshall feels it. it might be just a veteran at the end of camp flipping the switch, or it might be mm-hmm. the coach after taking him off his the line they started in the first couple of games, getting to the player and finding a good spot for him. But it's it's clicking right now for Marshall. Yeah, there's just great chemistry between Jonathan Marshall and William Carlson, and it's it's evident on the goal that Jonathan scored last night. But you know, I, I think that it's probably a degree of of flipping a switch and and getting yourself to the point where you know you're ready to to up the intensity and play in a National Hockey League game that counts for something. But um, there's familiarity, there's old chemistry. It was certainly on display there between those two players, and I think that you can get them some favorable matchups. To, 
based on how the Golden Knights have their lines going right now, and that might be the thing that unlocks the game a little bit for both Marcia and Carlson, who I thought was really strong too. I could see Marcia driving a DeLorean, pull it into that lot at T-Mobile Probably. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, probably. Flipping up those doors. I love those butterfly doors. Just, I I wouldn't you're, park my you're car. You're really feeling this car thing. I, would, I, w- I wouldn't park my car in my garage if I had butterfly doors. I'm serious. You just, I just park it outside. I'd want I want everybody to see me getting in and out of that thing. Yeah, if you have a DeLorean, you gotta let the whole world know that you've got yeah. a DeLorean. Yeah. For sure. So hold I, I gotta I gotta ask you, like how long have you been sitting on this car idea? I came out of that today. Really? It was just today. Yeah. Serious. Huh. I'm a really talented are you, person. Are you a you're are you a car guy? Like like nah. a legitimate car guy? No. Nah. No, not really. You just you, you nailed it on the AMC Pacer though. I, I had to do some research on that one. Like I, the, I, I the, was the thinking Gremlin Hugo Hugo yeah. Hugo was Hugo was on my list. Yeah. If I if I couldn't <laughs> nail down the pace of the Gremlin, Hugo was on my list. Good on you. That was like was a four thousand dollar car. I was on about eight different websites looking at the top twenty five worst cars because I wanted to make. Sure, here's what I wanted to do with this. I I couldn't have it as a current manufacturer. Yes. Because I didn't want to offend any of our advertisers. I didn't want to put something on there that one of our advertisers are. And have have, even though it was an old car, I didn't want that connection. I don't want to make it tough for Ray to go out there and and sell advertising. I I needed to to be to be walking that line. So there is there is some some that I was leaning towards but couldn't make it because of current manufacturers. The the Pontiac Trans Am, I was heartbroken when Pontiac was discontinued, but it came in handy today. Yeah, it's the Trans Am is is a super super cool car. I didn't know that the Hummer was discontinued. Yeah, yeah, not not too long ago actually. Mm -hmm. You know, there's it's funny you mentioned terrible cars on the Top Gear. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but there was an episode where they drive Soviet cars that Mm -hmm. were made in the Soviet Union. That makes sense. They are absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> nightmares to drive like like hey, it's it's hysterical. Soviets right or left side of the road? I, I don't know. I've never been. Well, you were watching the show, so yeah. But they were they were they were in England, so side? they were driving on on oh, the opposite okay. side of the road as us. So yeah, I couldn't do that. Gosher goes over to to Ireland because his father in law lives over there. He drives on the other side. He can somehow do it. Not a chance. I had to do that no in Japan. I've never driven on that side of the yeah, road. Yeah, that screwed me up by uh, getting on it, the buses there. It was pouring rain and it was nighttime mm-hmm. and trying to find my way out of Narita Airport. Oh boy. I'm not driving on the uh the proper side of the road with you either though. Uh we're going to take Good a break. Point. More on last night, a couple of the games that we're following tonight, both that have started and on the way as we continue the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. I just I don't want to talk because it's so good. Well, it never happens with you and I. I always want to talk with you. You get me fired up. Get me going on things. I know. I know. Big four three victory for the charm. Vegas Golden Knights against the L.A. Kings. I just want to mention, almost to the day, a year ago, Mark Stone game two 
Vegas loses to L.A. Back seizes up. We saw that picture of him taking the shot, him standing straight up, goes to the bench, didn't come back. And then a year later, after everything, the captain, the team, his body went through, he's healthy, and he scores the game-winning goal with 24 seconds left in the third period. Tell me you guys don't believe in divine intervention and things working out for a reason. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's certainly an aspect to that. It's all about... Uh, the work that Mark Stone put into it and you put yourself in position. Obviously, the schedule makers um, had a, a, a pretty nice pretty nice influence over the timing of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that any athlete, right, um, you have a, a bad moment or um, something that stands out to you about either playing against a certain team or in a certain building, you want to go and erase that. You want to go out the next time that you have an opportunity and, and turn that negative into a positive. And, and Mark Stone was able to do that last night for the Golden Knights. Hold on. You're not buying into my hockey gods writing the wrong? Uh, no, no. I'm buying into Mark Stone working Come his ass on. off to get himself into a position where he could do that. That's hockey like, gods no, I'm not, right there. I'm not... I'm not I'm not going to take away the accomplishment from Mark Stone or minimize what he did to have that moment and and kind of give all of the credit to the hockey gods. I'm not doing that. I, I talked to hockey people credit, all legit- last night and and they were all the same thing. I'm, I'm hockey gonna, gods, baby. I'm going to I'm going to give I'm going to give all the credit in the world to Mark Stone. Well, I'll give a little that. bit of credit to the schedule makers. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm not going to give the credit to the hockey gods. I'm not doing that. Nico, my buddy, the schedule maker in the National Hockey League, hey, he deserves some credit yeah. on that. And Mark did did all the work post surgery, but for that to occur, and, and his post game was outstanding. And Ashley was talking to him about the the goal, and she asked the question about the moment and being able to put that that puck in the net, and he said. My year will not be judged on assists. I'm not ranking this based on points or stats. Mm-hmm. I, I'm mm-hmm. reflecting on this because I feel good. And I thought, Ashley and I talked about it today uh, at work. And I said, that's why you ask these questions. We we may ask some of these questions expecting this type of answer, but we, we want to know uh, uh, about the stats. But we're, we're by and large, know what we're going to get back. That was a, that was an answer to a question that was totally different. He judges himself on how his body feels, and right now he feels great. It was it was an incredible assessment of the moment. Yeah, I I think that that's kind of how you have to be, and and you know I I've never had. Like back issues or anything like that. I've never really gone through those periods with with something that's nagging that, that continues to kind of take from you more uh, than than what your you know what your output is. And I think that that's exactly what it's supposed to be. You you have to take yourself on a day by day basis and engage yourself on how you're feeling night in and night out. And I think for Mark Stone is as much as we are going to want to talk about points, as much as we're going to want to talk about performance, it's, it's about him getting through this season 
hopefully as as good as he feels right now by the end of the year because that means Mark Stone's back and healthy and and ready to be a contributor to the likes we know that he can. Action underway tonight in the National Hockey League, night two in North America. Uh, Some games of interest, including Montreal against Toronto. Carey Price is in the building. Not going to play. But he wanted to be there. Uh, doing, been doing a lot of hunting uh, lately. Edmonton, Vancouver later. Boston leads the Capitals to Cobb. Blue Jackets, Carolina Hurricanes, scoreless. Chicago will watch Colorado raise the banner and Seattle against Anaheim. Uh, I have a question for you guys. I talked to Mark Shifley on my podcast, and he told me yeah. that he officiated his friend's wedding, former teammate, Eric Comrie officiated okay. his wedding in California this summer. Like, did did all the stuff and actually got a pack of three, so he can officiate two more weddings in, in California. Mm-hmm. Apparently, when when you go through the process to officiate a wedding, you get a pack of three. Okay, if you are going to choose a buddy, or maybe one of us. Who would be the person that you would choose? Because Eric Comrie used to be the goalie in Winnipeg. Uh, now he's moved on to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, asked him to do this. Who would you choose yeah. to officiate your wedding? So let me ask you the question. Am, am I allowed to choose a friend of mine, or do I have sure. to choose between you and Chapman? Sure, if you want to that... go and be that no. uh, that dismissive of us, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! It would be like the perfect opportunity for me to take advantage of that. No, no listen, I'll, I'll keep it show centric. That's totally fine. Um, I would probably say that if I were going to have someone officiate my wedding from this show, it would have to be Chris Chapman. Ah, I agree with you. I, I I'd have Chappie. Yeah, it would have to be wedding. Chris Chapman. It would be fun. There, there's no way it goes according to plan. No, not a chance. It's off well, the rails. But if after you want the first entertainment show. factor, but think about this, people. Like you can have a friend officiate your wedding. Who's that friend going mm-hmm. to be? Mm-hmm. Or if you had the choice between the three of us, tweet us on that Twitter thing. Yeah. Who would you have officiate your wedding between Millard Chapman <laughs> Did, and Wallace? <laughs> Did you say tweet us on that Twitter thing? Yeah, Is that yeah, a thing yeah, you just yeah, said? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> tweet us on that Twitter thing. I'll I'll uh, I'll do you one better, Darren. I'll throw the the question out there and I'll tag all three of us so that we'll all see the answers when they come in. All right, it'd be on that Twitter. thing. I think Chapman, like I'd be a little stressed out, so maybe I wouldn't be in the same frame of mind for uh, accepting the Chappieisms that would go with that on the actual day. But right now, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, there's no there's no script. It's not nothing's no. pre written. I'm just going up there and I'm gonna I'm gonna give it the old college. Try. I think I would have fun. Wait a minute. I, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Chapman. Yes. You're going to adhere to a script. Well, of like course. I will I'm, approve what you. I, like oh, I'll no, approve no. some of the way, the avenues that you can go. But you're not. You're not going to hijack my wedding <laughs> oh, with, hey. a, with a conversation for 30 minutes about yeah, walking I, fish. We're I not want, doing that. I want I'm going to have when, to change my answer now. That's going to happen. I I want when when you and your buddies and and whoever. By the oh. way, we we know someone who's getting married. May, you know what? Maybe I can do it, and I can do the officiating at their wedding. 
Yeah, that'd be good. Yes. We, I, we I, all know someone who's doing it very, very soon, I think. I can guarantee you that, that Jen would be looking at me going, what did you do? <laughs> See, I, 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 I would have to act like I'm having fun. Because I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, it was my idea. I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of thinking. I, I kind of like to be like the guy in Spaceballs. Okay, the short, short version. <laughs> to you, <laughs> to you. Good. You're married. <laughs> Kiss each other. Uh, what game are you guys looking forward to uh, tonight the most of of all the games that are on the schedule? We that that Toronto Montreal to kick hmm. off a season is cool. Banner raising yeah, ceremony I, in Colorado. I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested in Toronto, Montreal. I'm interested in the banner raising only because there's going to be a Blink-182 tie-in. I don't care about the game. It's Chicago against uh, Colorado. I think we all know how that one ends. Um, Vancouver-Edmonton is one that I'm incredibly interested in. I want to see Connor McDavid. I want to see Leon Dreisaitl. I want to see those two players hit the ice for the first time. I'm curious to see how Jack Campbell looks in his debut with the Edmonton Oilers. And then by extension, I want to see where the Vancouver Canucks are. They are a team that I I think a lot of people expect to be better this year. And it starts with one of the stiffer tests in the Pacific Division. So Vancouver, Edmonton's one I've got my eye on. Uh, I don't care about Colorado, Chicago as much as I probably should. And then it's Toronto, Montreal, mainly because Austin Matthews against this Montreal team should probably score six goals tonight. What did what did the Chicago Blackhawks do to Nico, the schedule maker? Wow. To, to, to open know. up in well, Denver, <laughs> banner raising ceremony, yeah. and then you got to get on yeah. a plane and play the next night for the home opener in Vegas, where there is a heck yep. of a show planned, ladies and gentlemen. Talk to Mark Shinnick today, mm-hmm. and he has it going on tomorrow night for T Mobile Arena. Um, I don't know that this is a bad thing for Chicago. Like, I know they're not going to have a, a good opportunity to you know, get some points, but that's not really the point of their season this year anyway. So uh, really, we might be looking back at the first two games back to back in Colorado, then in Vegas, as the reason the Chicago Blackhawks have Connor Bedard. So uh, maybe the maybe Chicago's actually in a good spot here, even though they're going to lose two games. It just it just looks mean. I feel a little bit yeah, but bad like, again, for them. It, it it would be it would be one thing if the Blackhawks were trying to be good, but they're not trying to be good this yeah, year. We heck, all know heck this. Of a challenge uh, right out of the gate. We'll see what happens uh, tomorrow night. Uh, the doors will open at T-Mobile Arena at five thirty. The gold carpet in around three thirty to four. I don't know when the exact time that the first play. It will depend when the players arrive at the rink. I'm going to walk the red carpet at around. 340 if you want to get there. You mean the gold carpet? Gold, gold carpet. Gold carpet. Gold carpet. I said that today with uh, with Butch, too. Uh, I got that wrong. The yeah, gold carpet the, the gold carpet will be, be 330 to 4-ish, and then the players will be uh, on there uh, after 4 o'clock. That's going to be fun out there tomorrow with the VGK Insider Show. We're hopefully going to be able to talk to some players on that gold carpet, be able to uh, interact with some fans. And then the doors will open at 5.30, get everybody in. Uh, we know nighttime uh, in around 6.30, and then the game uh, just after 7 o'clock on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We got uh, some tickets to give away. How about two tickets to tomorrow night's game? You can go watch everybody walk the gold carpet and then go into the game when the doors open at 5.30. 702-876-1340. A pair of tickets available right now to caller 
number. I was. I want to say sixty-one, but I can't do that to you, Chapman. I won't do that to you. All right. <laughs> caller who had the uh, assist on that one. Caller number twenty. All right. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. Be part of the gold carpet celebration and then be in the ring for the home opener. We'll be back with more. Wrap up hour number one of the BGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the BGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Brian Wallace. Yeah, yeah. It goes away. All of this and more of nothing in my life. No Next groove to that. Who is that? Allison Chains. Nice. I don't think I know anything by Allison Chains other than the stuff that I probably have just heard. Does that make sense? Like I know it when they hear it, <laughs> yes. but I don't know what's Allison Chains. When, you, when, you guys have those songs, right? When uh, I had the Shane intro the other day, I I had Allison Chains underneath it. Oh, did you? Yes, Man in the Box. Yeah, he liked that yeah. intro. Yeah, yeah, he he really liked that intro. Cool, cool. He said it's all true. You can you can tell you can tell who Chapman's like afraid of by how well uh, <laughs> by well how well he executes the intro. Are you saying I'm not, I'm not afraid yeah. of, of of Gosher or or Dan Duva? No, I no, I don't I don't think you are. Like I <laughs> like Dave Gosher and Dan Duva do not instill fear people. Shane Knighty does. You know, I I, sure. I I was wondering how come how did Shane get the nickname the sheriff? Look at him. Yeah, like an old, he looks like the old western sheriff is <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> Cowboy hat and boots and the put a chaps vest and, and some chaps on that yeah. guy. He instantly. <laughs> it's a good look. Yeah, I want to be his deputy. He's a well dressed wow. guy too. He is. Wait till you see what he wears tomorrow night on the gold carpet. Oh, he gave you a sneak peek. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He's always well dressed. We've. Uh, he challenged us all to up our game. Yeah. I'm going accessory wise. Uh, Ashley's got a great outfit planned. But Shane, nothing compares to uh, Shane. Oh, coming off the 4-3 victory over the Los Angeles Kings in which Vegas allowed the first goal and then came back and got things going. How about the people that scored the goals last night? Like, there's a statement in that in itself, isn't there, Ryan? Yeah, it, there absolutely is. You've got, you know, Jonathan Marcheseau and William Carlson, not just William Carlson scoring a goal, but on the power play. Uh, that's a big one, I think, for the Golden Knights. You get Jack Eichel with his first of the year in the first game, and it was a big goal in the context of where you were at in the game. Power play. You don't score on the power play with the ensuing uh, possession. You, you still find a way, and it was a, a beautiful goal from Jack Eichel. Probably could have had two or three more with with all the looks he had last night. Uh, and then Mark Stone. I mean, you're you're looking at if you wanted to draft up a best case scenario for who was going to find the back of the net, how you were going to score your goals um, to to kind of set you up for success this year, it would have been that game last night against the LA Kings. Everyone that scored is is you know, our players that you think are going to be incredibly important and loom large if the Golden Knights get back to where they want to be as, as contenders for the Stanley Cup. Think about this, and we'll come back to it in hour number two. Zero hat-tricks a year ago for the Vegas Golden Knights. How many this season in the 82 games, and who leads them in three goal games? 
I'm with you. Eichel could have had five last night. His he had seven shots, yeah. and five could have easily gone in. Great looks. He was flying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He was he was unbelievable last night. He really was. There were certainly a, a ton of of momentum shifts for Jack Eichel. Um, just breakaways, great, great in transition. Was creating uh, in zone. He he was great in all three zones. I thought for the Golden Knights. I, I love Jack's game last night. And you're right. He he should have had more than just the one, but the one that he got was an important one. It was awesome, and uh, I just those Jets and the way he was going. It, it was uh, just so cool to watch, and I can't wait to see him going tomorrow night, walking that gold carpet, and then walking into the rink and taking on the Chicago Blackhawks on the home opener of the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll set it up uh, let you hear from Bruce Cassidy. I've got a couple of tidbits uh, regarding guys uh, that I talked to in the room today, including Nick Hag, and then one-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League. Stay with us on Fox Sports Las Vegas.